Does the idea of setting goals stress you out, but you are looking for direction? Do you want to set goals but have no idea where to start? Or perhaps you have set goals in the past only to have progress fizzle out and leave you feeling like a failure. And now fear and shame got you freaked out and shutting down. Or maybe you equate goal setting with hustle culture and you are done with that stuff. (laughs) Well, in this episode, I'm going to discuss why goals can stress you out. And then I'm going to provide you with some ways to let go of anxiety and find delight in goal setting. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high-achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure-filled approaches, Plan Goal Plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity, set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. If you know someone who is stressed out and needs a little bit of play, a little bit of joy added to their life, then share this episode with them. Right now, right now, click on those three little dots next to the episode and share this with them. Also, if you're liking this podcast, the best way that you can support me is to leave a review. So share, 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 and then leave me a review. Also, as my thanks to you for listening, for sharing, for reviewing, I have a link in my show notes for a free planning pack. All you have to do is click on the link and enter your email, and then you'll get my plan goal plan starter pack for free. There's daily, weekly, and monthly spreads, a mind sweep, a habit tracker, a budget tracker, and some meal planning. And there's Monday and Sunday start options on each. So check out the show notes and treat yourself. All right, y'all. If goals have you stressed, this episode is for you. We are going to learn how to let go of anxiety and find delight in goal setting. I remember right after I had my kids, I really felt like I needed direction and I knew that goal setting was something that I could do to help me find that direction. When you're in periods of transition, it is so difficult to imagine your future. And because you can't imagine your future, it's really hard to plan. It's really hard to set goals. When it feels like the ground beneath you is moving constantly. I didn't feel like I could plan anything because my time didn't really feel like my own. The idea of even setting goals was stressing me out. I've had the opportunity to work with people one-on-one and in groups and in workshop settings on setting goals. And one thing that I consistently hear is that the idea of even having to set goals The idea of having to set aside time to plan is in and of itself stressful. And that goals, setting goals in particular, sets some expectations or setting plans is setting expectations. And then if it doesn't go as planned, if you don't meet your goal, then you feel like a failure. And so I want to talk with you all about some ways that goals can stress you out. So one thing that I've found is that people that are stressed out by their goals are often setting the wrong goal. I've shared this story before on here, but for those of you that are just tuning in, right after I had my kiddos, 
I like put all this pressure on myself to start exercising. And it sounds kind of funny when I say it now, but it was so important to me to get back to some of my old routines and my body just wasn't ready and I wasn't sleeping. Then I felt like I was a failure because I wasn't exercising. I really was setting the wrong goal for the moment that I was in. And at that time, I didn't really know myself to know what were the goals that I really needed. Another thing that stresses people out sometimes around goals is that they put too much focus on the outcome and not enough on the process. Outcomes can come really slowly, and that can be really, really frustrating. If we're really focused on the outcome, we don't notice the progress that's being made, even if we haven't achieved the outcome. And the third way that goal setting can stress us out is that we let perfection get in the way of good. So I want to share with you all three ways to counteract these things. What are some ways that we can delight in goal setting? My first piece of advice is to set delightful goals, right? Like goals don't have to be all drudgery. Goals aren't just things that you don't want to do. Like you should be excited about your goals. And you should feel like you have permission to set delightful goals. So like I said, and this is a little bit of like a bucket list sort of thing, but my family and I decided that we were going to go to the pool a lot this last summer. And we ended up making 27 trips to the pool and we went around the lazy river 63 times. And everything about this was delightful. So it is okay for you to set delightful goals. The next thing is to make the process delightful. You need the process to delight you, to entice you. The process is where happiness is, not the outcome. So I want you to work on delinking happiness and achievement because happiness is brief after achievement. I don't know if you've ever had this happen where you've been working towards something, you've been working for something, and you finally achieve it and you thought that you would be elated and you kind of are, but you're mostly just relieved (laughs) and, or like you're happy about it for like a day and then you're on to the next thing. I think that it's really, really important that you make the process delightful and that you're able to delight in the process. You can do this in all sorts of different ways. One is to pair your process with something that delights you. So if you're trying to write every single day, can you drink your favorite tea as you do it? If you need to run on the treadmill, can you use that time to watch a television show that you're really into? It might be something as simple as, I'm going to wear cozy socks while I study. If you compare the process with something that delights you, then the process itself will be rewarding. And in fact, then you don't even have to have additional rewards because the process, the doing it, is the reward. This next piece of advice is kind of cooked into what I just shared with you, but evoke your senses, evoke your senses. So having something tasty to snack on while you're doing something, one of the amazing things about evoking your senses is that it causes you to be present. It puts you in your body and you start to pay attention. So as you're pairing your process with something that delights you, you might think about How can I evoke my senses and which senses need evoking and how can I pair that with whatever it is that I'm doing? 
Another thing that you can do to make the process delightful is to turn it into a game. Gamify it. So for those of you that are really motivated by challenges, you might create a little challenge for yourself. Um, I do this all the time. I really dislike doing the dishes. I dislike a lot of housework. <laughs> and I will oftentimes turn it into a game. So I'll say, how fast can I do it? And I'll turn on a timer and I'll challenge myself to be quicker than I was the previous time. Or if you're really into streaks, you might you know, create a game of streaks. So every time that you do something, you mark it down and you see how long you can go maintaining that streak. There are all sorts of wonderful apps and things like that that can turn things into games for you. There are running apps that have you running away from zombies. There are writing apps that let you smash things or build things for every time that you write. Um, I'm really into it's the Pomodoro technique where you write for 25 minutes and then you take a break. And I guess Pomodoro means tomato. I don't remember in which language, but uh, there's like a little website where every time that I finish my 25 minutes, I get to smash a tomato. And that's really satisfying. <laughs> so you can turn the process into a game. Another way to make the process delightful is to invite other people into your process. So get people that you love involved, especially if you are what Gretchen Rubin would describe as an obliger. So Gretchen Rubin has a book called The Four Tendencies, and in it, she categorizes people into four different, four different categories. So you are an upholder, a questioner, a rebel, or an obliger. And how this is calculated, she has a lovely quiz that you can take, but how it is calculated is based off of, are you motivated internally or externally? I am a questioner. I'm very motivated internally. I will follow rules, but only if they make sense to me. An obliger is someone who is really motivated by external, external factors. So you might find yourself doing things for other people, but not for yourself because you don't want to let other people down, but you'd let yourself down. And if you find that you are an obliger, turns out, a lot of the population is, so you are not alone. But inviting other people into the process is particularly good for obligers. So if you are exercising and you need to get up and go to the gym, having a person that's waiting there for you that you're excited to see is a great way to um, motivate yourself, not only because you're going to enjoy the process of being with that person, but also because you don't want to let that person down. So you might show up for them. So invite other people into the process. It might be as simple as having a friend that you can text every time that you do the thing. Maybe they can cheer you on. I find that a lot of people delight in other people's successes. And so find those people that delight in your successes and invite them to be part of your process. And finally, a third way to delight in goal setting is to value progress over perfection. I want you to celebrate everything, not where you want it to be. Bummer. But are you better than you were before? You betcha. I really love Laura Vanderkam and her newest book. I keep talking about it. I should do a whole review on it. In her newest book, Tranquility on Tuesday, she has a rule that is three times a week makes a habit. And I really love this. Because for so many people, 
If they aren't doing it every single day, they feel like they have failed and then they just stop. So if you are someone who, you know, you wanted to exercise four or five days a week and you only exercised two days last week and that feels really discouraging and so then you give up, right? I love this three times a week makes a habit idea and behind this idea is that doing things sometimes, most of the time, is better than not doing it at all. So put progress over perfection. If you need to establish a habit that lets you mark, that lets you name what sort of progress that you have made. So this might be a weekly routine or ritual of writing down all the milestones that you've made on each of your goals. If that feels too frequent to you, I really like to do it once a month where I look back at my goals, what did I set, and then I just celebrate all of the little things that I did do to move that goal forward. It can feel really discouraging if you are working on something that is huge and these baby steps just feel too baby. Things fluctuate and I find that we have periods where things are going really well and that pushes our motivation. That sometimes can stress us out too, but it can push our motivation. And then we have these periods of time where all of a sudden all that momentum seems to stop and that can be really discouraging. But I think that if we can train ourselves to value progress over perfection, if we can start to mark and celebrate the littlest of milestones, I do think that we can keep going and that we can work to make ourselves better than before. If you are someone that struggles with perfectionism, a few things that you can do are this. First, set realistic goals and standards for yourself. I think that there are times to set big, hairy, audacious goals, but there are also moments where setting realistic standards for yourself is really important. It can be demoralizing and lead to feelings of failure if you're constantly setting things that are not realistic for the moment that you're in. So in my 2023 goal setting workbook, which you can find on plangoalplan.etsy.com, I spend a lot of time in that workbook having people think through their capacity for the year because I want them to set goals that are within their capacity in that given moment. That doesn't mean that I want them to stop dreaming. It doesn't mean that I don't want them to imagine really amazing things that they could do. And I believe that they will do them, but maybe not right now. I believe that there will be a time when they have the capacity and that that then will be the time for them to work towards that. So set realistic goals and standards for yourself. The second is to practice self-compassion. So a lot of times perfectionism involves harsh self-criticism and a lack of self-compassion. And instead, do celebrate any progress that you make. I do a little dance every time I complete a workout. Like seriously, this music comes on at the very end of it and I throw my hands above my head and I do like that little champion pose and my kids are so familiar with it and they think that it's really delightful as well and they join in with me. So that's like a little way that I celebrate success. Um, I'm also someone who doesn't embarrass very easily. So I am right there delighting in being an idiot and it's fantastic. (laughs) 
Also, try to be kind and understanding towards yourself when you make mistakes or fall short of your goals. Rather than ruminate on all of the things that you could have done, all of the things that you should have done, when things don't go as planned, get curious. Approach it from a perspective of curiosity and ask yourself, what can I learn here? And recognize that it's not that you are a failure. Things just didn't work out this time and you can adapt and you're going to do better next time. The third thing is to learn to let go. It's important to recognize when something is good enough. Working on this podcast has been a huge lesson in learning to let go. I listen to tons of podcasts and some of these podcasts have been doing this for a very long time. And some of them have huge crews of people with lots of resources and lots of equipment and people that can just specialize on audio editing and people that can specialize on writing descriptions. And I cannot get in a place where I am comparing my fifth episode to their 500th. I need to go, you know what? This episode is right where I'm at and it's going to be okay. I believe that I have something that's valuable to someone and I'm going to put it out there and it's okay. So it's important to recognize when something is good enough. Y'all, perfection is not attainable. It's not attainable. You are a human and we are messy and we are complex and we are beautiful, but we are not perfect. Also, nobody likes perfect people. Seriously, like think about it, (laughs) right? Like perfect people are annoying. You like people that are real and are vulnerable. So perfection is not attainable because you are human and being a human is perfectly okay. And nobody likes perfect people anyway. So let it go. Let it go. To recap, if you're feeling stressed out by goals and goal setting, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. Start to explore what your reasons are that goals are stressing you out. Are you setting the wrong goals? Are you putting too much focus on outcomes and not enough focus on process? Are you letting perfection get in the way of good? And then I want you to think about ways that you can set delightful goals. What are ways that you can make the process itself delightful? How do you start to value progress over perfection? I hope for you a stress-free week. I hope that you don't even know what the word frazzled means. I hope that you are able to let go of fear and failure and shame. If you are someone who equates goal setting with hustle culture, that you can reimagine goal setting as something that is delightful, that is full of compassion, that is full of community and connection and not just individual achievement. So I wish for you a stress-free week. I wish for you delight, 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 delight in goal setting, delight in planning, delight in living. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.